pet Two best friends who love to chat Oh, what it's like to be an ant Those who ant Those who Hello, and welcome to Those Who Ant, a podcast about seeing the world through ant-colored glasses. My name is Aunt Pat. And I'm Auntie Mags. And, um, well, gosh, I mean, it's so good to see your face, Mags. And um, tell me a little bit about what you've been up to. Oh, okay. I'm very excited to tell you this because I have been struggling with my own uh, physical abilities. You know, I've been, uh, I, I don't move as much. Uh, as I should. So I joined a gym and I know what you're thinking. Why now? And that's exactly the question I ask myself every day when I go. Um, But I wear two masks and I bring my own alcohol wipes. And this is, uh, this is something that I think, you know, after, after mask time and and, and germ time is gone, I'm going to still probably do this because it's delightful. And I don't feel so gross when I leave the gym, but I am so physically sore uh, that I wonder if there is a God. It uh, My body hurts me so much right now. I'm so sore. So this is a gym where you go to work out? That's, that's, you're, you're, able, you're able to do that? Yeah, can you believe? It's almost like where I am right now, nobody cares. And I will say this also, um, only the men uh, seem to really want to get close to you. The women are very respectful. They're, they're wearing masks, you know, they're doing their thing. And it's like everybody, you know, to, to, to each their own, my sister. And then when uh, when you see a man, he's like, hey, how close can I grunt in front of your face um, while I'm wearing very tiny, tiny shorts? And that is a or jeans. Those are the two things I've seen. You know. Well, I'd like to know what the name of that is, because um, by the time this is over, uh, I want men to come right up to me, right up to me. And did, no matter what they're wearing. That's, I have dreams. I have been having dreams where men come right up to me. They're behind me. They're all around me. You know, like those illustrations of the, you know, the mermaids that are bad, the ones that are cruel. Like Ursula? I guess so, yeah. She's you not know, a mermaid. She's an octopus. Wait, what bad mermaids are you talking about? Like, the ones, like sirens? Oh, is what that like, what it is? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about like uh, from like an epic journey. Are you talking about them? Like the ones that like will sing a pretty song to get you to come near and then they're like horrible? That's exactly the ones I was thinking of, yeah. Oh, the, those are bad mermaids? Are they not? Are they fish? Are they? Are they? Uh, you know what? TBD. All right. Well, that's what I'm having a dream about. Being encircled by men. I'm on a tiny boat. There's tons of men. They're all like... I guess I'm having a dream about cruises when it comes right down to it. And I'm ready to get back. And I'm so proud of you for going to the gym. And I'm glad that you have your wipes... And just steering clear as much as possible from the trouble. Well, I'm trying my best, you know, because I'm trying to I'm trying to protect everybody. But you know me with my back. I got to keep working out. Otherwise, you know, the worse it gets, you know, the less you move, the worse your back gets. So I got to keep going. But then I do things. Are you like this where, you know, I, I used to be very athletic and, and I'll do things now where it's like um, I imagine I treat my own body the same way that a former, you know, drug addict Uh, does when they're doing a relapse because I'm like, Oh, I can do, Oh, one, one fifty on the leg press. Oh, I can do one fifty on the leg press. And then I remember that I haven't done a leg press in like eight, eight to 10 months. And so that's how I hurt myself. You know, I'm doing my former dose on my relapse with this gym. That's a bad analogy, but you understand what I'm saying. Either way, I'm going to hurt myself bad. 
uh, cause I can't control my own. I, and then I, you know, I get these things in my mind where I'm like, uh, uh, oh, uh, I'm trying to do, <laughs> I'm trying to do shoulder press, you know, 75 pounds is too much. I'm only going to take five pounds off. God forbid I go down to 60. I can't, I play these mental games with myself and then that's why I cannot move the next you know, a couple days. Well, I slept funny and I thought I was paralyzed. So you're doing so much better. And I did. I woke up and I was like, well, instant paralysis as though that's a thing. But I accepted it immediately and thought, well, I'll be able to somehow throw myself off the bed and reach my phone. And then I I don't know what happens after that, but I wasn't. And that's fine. And if you're paralyzed, I see you and I love you. And I'm going to stop talking about that. Um, I just want to say in a world where Bell's palsy is a thing, I wouldn't put it past being able to wake up and because, you know, people could wake up with Bell's palsy and half their face is paralyzed. Yeah. Some people that that would be in their best interests. You know, I you know, sometimes my eyebrows just go. They just go. And I'll catch a video of myself and I'll think somebody's got to stop them. They're they're up to their own devices and they're out of control and somebody's got to stop them. So maybe, you know, I don't want, I don't, God forbid, but if you're listening to this, you felt Bell's palsy, you know, we're with you. We love you. And if you were listening to this and you thought, oh, I'm going to be judgmental about Bell's palsy, you could see yourself out of this podcast. That's the truth. Well, speaking of, this is someone who is um, very, very blessed to not be paralyzed physically at all that I can tell, unless there's a secret. Uh, And is also not paralyzed emotionally. A good friend. So happy to have you here. Maresh. No, Suresh. I always do that. I must have known someone named Maresh earlier in a different life. You know, do you believe in past lives? I do. Actually, it turns out I do. Yeah, I believe in past lives and I don't want my current life to become a past life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it, Mags, I'm you, you know, look, I don't want to be inappropriate saying this, but I was going to say, Mags, you look like you're limber. You know, I can tell you're going to the gym. Good job. Oh my God. Thank you. Because actually whatever the opposite of limber is, is what I am right now. I'm so <laughs> stiff as a board, but thank you so much. You know, I do have a little more pep in my step. I'll say that. Yeah, no, I can tell. I can tell. And, and, you know, I, I just wanted to say, Pat, look, I, I, I'd love to be on a cruise right now. You know, uh, I am totally with you right now. If I was at a Bahama mama, you know, in my hand and the Bahama mama, in my hand <laughs> be good, you know, two of them at <laughs> same time. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you when this is over, we've already, you know, uh, Megs and I have talked about, we're definitely going to be taking lots of cruises and I will put you on the email that we send out because I'm part of a, you know how you can get an alert on your on your internet about yeah, yeah so i have certain key phrases like deep discount cruise or cruise accident leads to dip, deep discount or um ah. or oh have you considered cruising it's less bad than other people have said like they're long but i do get alerts sometimes so i will put you on the email because when i get one of those i send it out we make plans oh my gosh that'd be great yeah i'd love to be <laughs> not doing much right now so that would be that would be so exciting thank you i i'm so th- th- thank you for having me it's nice to see you both healthy hopefully wealthy you know <laughs> not the last one but definitely okay. <laughs> and and sometimes not always the first one but we're doing our best you know and okay. that's the thing too is like you know that's 
speak well i mean do you want to tell everybody how we met because yeah that, it all it all does kind of fold into the healthiness of it right exactly you know i, I care about these two uh, uh ladies health because we did uh meet getting our bps checked you know down at the uh the local convenience store you know uh you wait for the little balloon to expand it squeezes your arm you know and uh i'm waiting in line and i see these two ladies and i'm like <laughs> it's uh taking a long time on the machine, <laughs> you know, but it's, I guess it's, uh, they, it was uncalibrated that day. So it's taking a long time for everyone. Um, so I, and then I apologize for being so rude and, you know, one thing led to another and, uh, you know, we're, we're enjoying shrimp cocktails when you could do that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. The thing about that is, you know, Pat, it, it, Pat didn't help herself. Uh, she was screaming, but in her defense, yeah. that thing was squeezing and wouldn't stop. So, uh, yeah. Did we cause a royal ruckus? Absolutely, we did. But if I'm thinking that my friend is going to have the circulation cut off in her arm, I'm going to try and fight a blood pressure machine, which is exactly what I did. But you, you got to help when you see, you know, if you see something, say something. And in that case, if you see something that's squeezing your friend's arm real hard, you got to stop it. So that's yeah, what you I do, do something. You yes. do something. And that's, that was so great. You did something. And I think you were speaking physically for every person in the line. You know, when I saw that thing, I was like, you know, either either her elbow is going to pop out, you know, or her fingers are going to pop out like a tube of toothpaste. You know, it's yeah. it's a very visceral yeah. visual experience. You very gotta scary. Wonder, you got to wonder how much can some I always think this when I go get a mammogram and I know you don't know this yeah. experience, but I right. always think this. How much can you squeeze before this thing bursts? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, they just poke at my you know, they just poke at mine you know, to see my BPH, they just poke at it, you know, somehow yeah. they poked it and they're like, you know, he's B- BPH, you know, <laughs> you know, now, what is, what is BPH? Well, you know, luckily it's benign, uh, 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 prosthetic hypertrophy. So it's not prostate cancer, but I do have a larger than regular prostate. Uh, so, you know, not much I can do about it. You know, they have me taking some meds for it, mostly just discomfort. I mean, you know, I apologize to say this in front of you ladies, but you know, I know that you know, we've crossed this bridge, but you know, I, it, it, urinary incontinence, this kind of thing, you know, but luckily no cancer. So that's good. So, you know, it's just that. swollen, not olden, you know what I mean? It's uh totally serviceable, usable. That's not what I, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I've run across some of that in my travels, my wanderings, a, mm-hmm. Now, would you, would you know, because it sounds like it's uncomfortable. I think I've seen some of those. Would the person who's attached to it also know that they're having that situation? You know, I, I think you would. You would. And, um, you know, again, ladies, I'm so sorry. I, you know, if you, I, whatever, I'm comfortable about with, uh, in front of you. I'm just apologizing for the general you, public here. But, you know, you if you're down apologize. there. You don't okay. ever apologize. You are like a brother to us. You say oh what you need God. to say because we love you so much and there is no Ugh. wrong thing you could say aside oh from my. like, you would never say something wrong. I'll say, I, wanna, I know you're not a bad guy. You're a good. Guy. I want to take the two of you home and hold you hostage. You know what I mean? I could spend all day with you. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You don't, I'm, you listen, you don't even need to hold this hostage. We'll go willingly. Oh, that's too much. That's too much. Well, all I was going to say is, you know, if you're going to poke around under the hood down there, if you're, you know, if you're poking around, it would be uh pat, something you'd notice, you know, uh, or, or you'd notice a sort of reaction from the, from, you know, from, from, uh, from your companion. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, they didn't say anything. I was, you know, oh. I was have, I was there. It may be right. that I don't know what it's supposed to be, you know, that maybe I, yeah, yeah. 
closer to the reality. It may just be one of those things, you know, where everyone's a little bit different and none of this is abnormal and no one should be ashamed, you right. know, but I, you know, what, at what point do I say, are you okay? Right. And, you know, and uh, to give you credit, you know, I wouldn't know what to say. You know, I haven't seen mine, you know, uh, I can't, you know, I can't crane, <laughs> crane my, pardon me for the imagery, but crane my neck back and underneath to be able to see it. So, and, you know, I, when the guy, you know, the guys, you know, we're not looking at each other. So I wouldn't know the slightest, you know, you could show me the, you know, picture of two, you know, two, um, you know, like one regular navel orange and one like Mandarin orange, you know, the small ones. And I'd be like, you know, they just look like oranges to me. How hungry are you? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. That's the thing, right? It's, there's so many factors that would help you yeah. uh, determine or not. And here's the thing. Now, this is something I'm always curious about. When, when little girls are growing up, they tell yeah. you, get a hand mirror, explore, look at it. Look at your vulva with a hand mirror. Look right. at it. Do they make men do this? And do they make you feel bad if you don't want to do it? You know, uh, in my travels, I've never, uh, you know, I've, I've never encountered. Um, well, okay, I'm going to be like, like I said, like sisters um, to me. So I'm just going to be honest with you. You know, no one's ever, um, no one's ever pointing you in that direction. But you're going to run across some people that, um, well, they just show it to you. You know, I, I mean, I, I will say, you know, um, bo- you know, boys uh, have a little problems, I think, uh, especially little ones, you know, and, I, and, and these are my nephews, especially, you know, they have a little problem with the impulse control. And, and you know, I think the problem is that they're, they're never told about it. So sometimes as a little boy, you know, you just be, you know, you changing for, you, you, you know, you change it for the, for the swimming pool, you're in the bathroom together and, and you, you know, you turn around just asking your friend if he's, you know, played Mario Kart or whatever. And, and suddenly you see one staring back at you in the face with no explanation. You know, that's, that's, um, I gotta be honest, that's what happened to me. Uh, Michael Rivera, you know, um, he, I, you know, I, I saw his peach pits and he just showed it to me and, and, um, I didn't know what to do, you know, uh, we're in, you know, the pool house, you know, this is not some confession I'm making here. Okay. This is no. just, I'm very comfortable, very self-conscious, this, uh, saying this, this out loud. This is part of the, this is part of the thing, right? This is part of the journey we take with this podcast, which is we are learning about each other on a level that is so deep all the time. And, right. you know, if, if we're talking peach pits, Hey, you know, 90210 isn't the only place with a peach pit. Good news. People have them too. So we want to hear your stories. That has never happened to me. Pat, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever seen somebody's moon sauce when you're in the, like a changing room? My aunts, both of my aunts, I saw their butthole on trips, two different trips. And um, I saw the whole spectacle. Now, I feel like it was accidental and I couldn't say anything because I thought that they would be horrified that they'd done that. But it was the same kind of thing where, you know, when you're at an age when that's your height and your eye level is right at the right at that. And it was a it was a situation where one of one of the times was we were at the beach in one of those little changing places, you know, and everyone's wet and all the bathing suits are wet and it's hard to get up and down. And I think it just came down. So she didn't mean it to. But she was trying to get over her hips. And when she finally did. It, it really all came loose, and that was when oh. I saw. I didn't know that buttholes at all looked like that. And again, uh, 
you know, but everyone has one unless you're very sick. And, uh, and, and it was helpful because then when I saw the second one, then I thought, we've been here before. Right. And everyone's looks just a little bit different as far as I can tell from seeing two. Now, when that happened to you, did you, you were, you were that eye level. So you were little, did you react in any way? Or were you like, shut your mouth to pretend this never happened? What was your, uh, did you, did you verbalize it? I, um, I passed out. The first one I passed out. Well, I thought, you know, I thought I was having a nightmare and there was a one-eyed monster who was looking at me. Well, the first time I did, I I passed out and, uh, everyone thought I had diabetes because everyone around me had diabetes. It wasn't that. And the second time I stared it right down, I thought, I'm not going to pass out. So the second one, I looked directly into it. I thought, not today. Is that a wow. little bit like staring at the sun, where if you do it, you're going to just go blind? It's like that phrase. What's that phrase? When you look into the abyss, the abyss looks back into you, and it saw me. So wow. the same is true for buttholes. That if you if you look into a butthole, there's a the butthole looks back at you. I really felt seen. That's amazing. That's and and that's what I'm saying. You know, as a little boy, that's the way I. Um, you know, I never felt seen that way, and that's. I mean, that's such a great experience, and how. Nice of you to hide behind the plausible deniability of it all. You know, like, I don't know what I saw. Did I see what I see? You know, and sometimes as an adult, you know, I wish I wish I could still do that. You know, I mean, did I, you know, I, I don't know. Did I uh, not report my rental income for a number of years? I Maybe so, maybe not. Uh, maybe it's a matter of perspective. I, I don't know. Um but, you know, that's the kind of uh, unfortunate world I think that we're all born and brought into. You know, everything is absolute. And you'll, you're right. Everyone's chocolate starfish is a little different. And that's something that God gives us. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. how amazing of his power to be able to make so many, uh, you know, little dancing crabs between people's legs from here to, you know, the other end of the earth. There are millions of dancing crabs walking around going to beat their law offices. You got a bunch of dancing crabs sitting in chairs at courtrooms, you know? You got a dancing crab behind the counter at CVS and you got a bunch of other dancing crabs that have unionized to protect the other fellow dancing crabs in the same group of people, you know? I mean, it's sort of like, it's sort of where it starts and it ends for me. Um, And that's, uh, (laughs) my gosh, I mean, if I, I... if I, when playing with, you know, Patrick and, and his brothers, you know, sometimes I just want to, you know, you know, like that movie Men in Black, you know, just hold up a pen and be like, bingo, there's all of it at once in a flash. But they don't make that, so I can't do it. Makes you think of The Little Mermaid a little bit differently. Yeah. Sure it does. <gasps> is that what Sebastian is? Is this an allegory? I mean, I think so, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I think it is an allegory. I think Sebastian is every single one of us. You know, and and we're on the ocean floor looking at, you know, I, I make friends with two mermaids right here. So I'm doing pretty well for myself, personally. Oh, my God. Look at you. Look at you. What is your name? Land Lakes? Because you are <laughs> buttering us up. <laughs> I, and I want to say, you know, that day, you never have to apologize for the way that you reacted to Megs and I that day. Because yeah. I was stuck in the machine, but also... I didn't realize that that was supposed to happen. And the machine was not calibrated properly, but also I did have a panic attack. And you started yelling at us that you had an appointment to get to and you needed your BP. And sometimes the truth is 
I need to be yelled at. And I appreciate that so much. And I hope that someday soon you yell at me in person for another dumb thing that I'm doing. Oh my God. I mean, you know, it's going to, I'm going to have to put on, you know, uh, I'm going to put on my bifocals to look for it because a few and far between coming from you over there. Um, But are you kidding? I, that, what a beautiful way to look at it. I, you know, I, I went, I shut the door on my Sonata and I drove home from there and I felt, I felt awful at the way I um, yelled at you. And so it's nice to hear you say that. And I'm so sorry. Obviously I was, you know, yeah. Didn't you go into that you needed a BP? You had to know. Okay. Um, from uh, one look from sibling to sibling. Okay. I was, um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm admitting this to you too. Um, well, I was going on a date. I was going to meet up a date. Um, some friends of mine, uh, from, um, from the meditation community had arranged a date and, um, well, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, I wasn't sure if things were going to escalate on that date. Uh, you know, I'm not a spring chicken, but I do have, um, a certain set of needs that have not been met for a while now. And yeah. so I wondered, uh, you know, if I would, um, escalate to that position and having my BP would be good to know if I should feel comfortable getting there, knowing that I could, you know, get out of it. So basically you were thinking, Hey, I might be, you know, making love or like, maybe you right. were making like. And right, thank you, you and you just wanted to make sure your ticket was good. You weren't going to kind of throw yourself into some sort of situation. Right, right. And it's, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm just going to speak to how I'm feeling. It's hard to admit that um, because uh, I yelled at, at you um, and, um, and the date was awful. <laughs> it was awful. Oh, and it did not, that's the um, saddest part. Yeah, but but I did have my BP and it was alarming and it just um, inspired me to, you know, join, a, you know, one of those big gyms. So it ultimately was good, but not in the way um, that I thought it was going to be good. Well, the thing about that is you never know. You never, 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 never know what's going to be good and what's going to be bad. So the date wasn't good, but look at this friendship that came out of it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, that's yes, a- absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it de- yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that it happened, Pat. I'm glad that you, you took so well to me yelling at you. I'm glad your arm is okay. I'm glad both your respective BPs are within the normal ranges. You know, um, I'm just grateful. I just th- <laughs> thank you, I guess, <laughs> you oh, know, gosh, you're so welcome. And, and some of our most favorite friendships have started out in a way uh, that, that would be considered unconventional. You know, when we met Ann Scoobs, she threatened to scalp me. And that's <laughs> something that who would have ever guessed that she would become one of my most favorite people in the world, right? It's just, right. you know, sometimes you got to be thrown into a situation and it's fight or flight. And we chose fight in that moment um, so, that our, so that our friendship could light right What's right the way I'm, what am i trying to say pat what's the way to say that that i'm trying to do um is flight the bad one in that i think they're both wrong and that's why life is hard because you only oh. have two responses available fight a flight and they're both equally bad and so you can't win and so give up oh yeah i think that's that bleak. that is absolutely what it is and yes it is bleak you know i mean it's because you know it's not flight uh, fight or um, sit down and make a grounded decision about it. 
you know, that one is missing for a reason. You're right. It's, it's no good options. Isn't that lizard brain stuff where you're like, um, that's from old, that's from when we were all lizards and fish and stuff is, is that was instilled in us because you either fight off the bigger lizard that wants to eat you or you f- no, you either fight it off or you flee from it. And we never adapted to be like, excuse me, I work in HR. I don't have to do either. I'm going to sit here patiently until you leave, you know? Right, right. Yeah, no, we're not, we're not wired that way. Absolutely. Suresh, is that, uh, is that something you guys do uh, deal with in your meditation group? Yeah, that is, you know, that is, uh, it, it's all about, you know, mindfulness, um, but before you get to that mindfulness, you got to sort of acknowledge that it's, um, that there is in a, a suffering sort of undergirding that, you know? Um, so it, we definitely do get it. We get into that, you know, it, it, it's not, it, it's not a good situation either way. And that in a way takes the pressure off, you know? Uh, so you just got to do, uh, the best you can. Um, it's a little bit darker, you know, um, of, of a viewpoint, but it's also liberating if you look at it in the same way. And of course, um, we do this with movement. We do this with sounds. We do this with our breaths. You know, um, there's a little yoga thrown in there. You know, it's a lot of meditation with a capital M, if you will. You know, transcendental, incidental, coincidental. Sometimes, sometimes I meditate on things I didn't realize I was. You know, something just hits you. (laughs) And that's part of it, too. It's very playful, actually. You know, everyone thinks meditation is like you listen to a loud, you know, long gong. You know, but, uh, you know, there's there's some notes in there, you know. That's something that I admire about you so much because... First of all, you make it fun. You know, Pat and I try to go to a meditation retreat that we try to do one of those ones together where you can't speak for 48 hours. Oh, we got kicked God. out after 37 minutes. We made it 37 <laughs> minutes. I was stung by a bee, I thought. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they expect you to stay silent about it? I mean, okay, look, I'm going to be honest with you too, okay? And this is sort of like against what you're supposed to say, you know, when you do meditation. So if any of my meditation friends are listening, you know, cover your ears for this. Um, and if, unless you're wearing, you know, headphones, that's just going to make it louder. So take them out. Um, but I'm just going to say that um, you guys, you, you ladies don't, you don't need it. <gasps> you two don't need to meditate. What, how can you tell? I can tell because you're living in the now. You know, I can tell you not somewhere else. You know, I can't be in the same place with you, you know, but there's something about the way you speak. You're right here right now. And the, your stories are your gift, you know, and to put those on pause uh, for you to get a little, you know, silent time. Who, who's that going to help? You know, you got to be like two, you know, Jane Apple seeds. You, you guys got to spread it around. You know what I mean? You're not the first person who said that I live in the now. My bankruptcy attorney said, you are more present. You've never thought of the future and you seem to have forgotten your past. And I said, and I didn't realize that that was a compliment. That was 2011. That's, that's a compliment, right? Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, true words. And, and that's what I'm saying. You know, you, you don't know where you're going to get it. You know, your bankruptcy attorney, you know, your, um, you know, the parole officer, any of those people might actually have some really good pearls in there. One time my sister was at, this is a true story. My sister was at an Ethan Allen. You remember those furniture stores? Oh, I do. 
<laughs> I do. And she was walking into the mall, but and she would cut through. Sometimes we would cut through Ethan Allen to get to the mall because that's where the good parking was. And so yeah. she was walking in and she was trying to pretend like she wasn't doing that. She was trying to pretend like she was looking for furniture. <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a salesperson came up to her and said, you know, can I help you? And my sister said, no, 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 thanks. I'm just looking around. And he said, well, do you know what you're looking for? And she said, no, no, I'm just trying to, you know, just trying to, you know, see what you got. And this uh, furniture salesman looked at my sister dead in the face and said, you know, failing to plan is planning to fail. And so, wow. yeah, it was a life changer. We used to stop in that Ethan Allen. I, I tell you what, I, I had a bad breakup once, walked right into that Ethan Allen and said, where's Peter? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. I, I, I've been through that Ethan Allen. Uh, I, now I only go, uh, I, I just shop at Ashley, you know, they have the good deals, but before they built, you know, before Ashley came, uh, Ashley furniture store, I, yeah, I was in that Ethan Allen all the time. Ashley furniture just sounds like someone who is like, Oh, I'm getting married. Do you want my old stuff? And, and yeah. And he has that feel, you know, yeah, that's you know, um, it feels like it's a, some kind of overstock, and you're right. It's there's so much. It's like, it, and it's all so specific. Like it came off a registry of some of someone named Ashley. You're absolutely right. You know, you know what's funny about that is Pat saying that because her cousin Ashley did that to uh, right after her divorce. She felt very condescended to. She felt like it was it was on purpose. You know, so he is poor Pat going through this divorce, and Ashley's getting married and offering her old furniture. That's why Pat feels that that's what that association comes from. Oddly enough, overstock.com does not feel condescending, even though it's like basically like, yeah, we have too much. I guess take it if you want. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you. You know, I think it's something about you put dot com in front of anything and you're like, that's a good idea. Well, that's new. It's like, you know, if I was to say like, I'm hungover. Okay. I I don't drink anymore. But uh, what if I said, I'm hungover. Now, what if I said, I'm hungover.com? You know, kind of puts a new spin on it. That is, and also it would make me see that it would make me want to visit that website to see what they're going to tell me about how to fix a hangover. Right. This ought to be good, huh? Right. This ought to be good. Yeah. Dot com. This ought to be good. Dot com is a website that you go to for novel ideas. You should make that. I'm I'm telling you, Megs is, she has so many good ideas and we're really just trying to hold a feet to the fire that she does, that she executes some of this stuff because she's really was sitting on a gold mine here. I said the we, the royal we, you know, maybe I'll get pulled along. Maybe I'll go on a, a cruise here or there with her. But Wherever I, think- I go, you go with me and you know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about you too. Yeah, your peas in a pod, your peas in a two pea pod. Uh, Suresh, you said earlier that, you know, sometimes your meditation turns into yoga. And last week I started doing some yoga and I was kind of upset because I was enjoying it a little bit. But then uh, the um, woman who was teaching the class, she kept using the word yummy. And I felt um, fearful about the use of the word yummy. She's an adult woman, as far as I know. Yeah. Does that that ever happen? Is anyone ever talking about things being yummy? Well, you know, they do. Um, and, um, look, this is, this is your brother telling you some underground knowledge. The yoga community is like a Venn diagram with the sugar daddy community. So a lot of these teachers are actually using words that are signals 
to sugar daddies. And for some of them, it's sugar mommies. And so, and some of and you know, and, and I mean, they could be looking for any variety. But the idea is, though, that some people use yoga to kind of portray themselves uh, as infantile, kind of a baby. You know, like a baby moves around. Oh and there are some people that are looking for that. And, you know, they, they're usually wealthy. You know, they usually are really, you know, um, innocently drawn to a yoga class. But, you know, while they're there, they say, oh, my gosh, this, you know, this little girl says yummy. You know, this little boy, you know, he's saying ah, oohs and ahs all the time. This seems like a baby. This yeah. is mind blowing. So you're saying that a, a, a yoga instructor saying the word yummy, it's like a dog whistle. It is. Yes. It's a dog whistle to a much older and wealthier dog. You know, like, look, I'm going to tell you a little secret. All right. You, you pick any yoga center. You pick any gym. You look at the schedules of when these yoga practitioners are teaching the classes. You're going to notice um, some of them stop. Why did they stop? Not because they don't like yoga. Not because they forgot. Not because they work in somewhere else. Not because they got more people. They got to fill shifts. Because they found a sugar daddy. They don't need to be teaching yoga anymore. You know, so that's why and they're going to tell you different stuff. But, you know, I know I know a few of my meditation group, you know, it's because they, they got married off. And now, you know, the next one comes in. This is game changing. Yeah. It makes yeah. me think of, you know, the happy baby one where you're yeah, the happy uh-huh. baby. Yeah. That's exactly if you were. That's <laughs> that's all. That's all butthole. That's all butthole. You know, when I was doing it, I thought I do feel relaxed. I feel, you know, I've, oh, I understand that this was what I, this is what a happy baby does, but it's also right. a direct talk about energy running through you, through your butthole and out in a straight line. I don't know right. if that makes sense in the context of what we're talking about, but you just made me realize oh. that. Oh, no, it absolutely does. And, and you know, the thing about kind of sugar daddy, sugar baby relationships is that, you know, you see the power being with the sugar daddy. But when you're doing the baby pose, you're actually subverting yourself. Um, so the potential sugar baby sees you as a baby and they get to look at the butthole at the same height that they would be at. You know, so it is kind of, um, you know, it's sort of like prostrating yourself, you know, and almost like, it's it's like, look, I'm going to have a lot of power in this relationship. So before you take the keys to the car, you should see what's under the hood. You know, is this something you want to be engaged in? You know, maybe it's not the right kind of sugar daddy, sugar mommy relationship. But why don't you get butthole to butthole? And why don't you see specifically, is this something you're looking for? Because look, nobody in those classes wants their time wasted. You know, old, young rich, poor, Groupon, full price, you know, they all That's usually always us Groupon. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. I, I'd, you know, I'd remarry on Groupon if they had a deal for it. I would. I love that. I, I love Groupon. Um, you know, you have so many facets to be honest with you because you first, when we met you, you were so stern and upset and angry. Uh, yeah, and, and that was one side that I thought, I had to know more. You know, I'm so glad that we ended up um, exchanging information after that. But right. then when I found out, you know, you talk about meditation and, and you've really been a good ambassador for that. You know, I haven't done it yet because I can't still my mind because I don't want to. And but right. then finding out that you have all these rental properties and really seeing you as that kind of person who has responsible for all these people's homes. I mean, would you like to talk a little bit if we have any renters listening? What would you say to people who rent from your perspective as someone who rents to people. Right, right. Well, you know, look, I live alone, 
Okay. Um, I don't have anyone I live with. Um, I don't have anything to, you know, take care of in a way. So yeah, you know, you're living in my space and you're sending me checks. Okay. And I'm getting those checks, but those, Can that's I stop just you real quick. Yeah. Now, it, you, you, does that mean when you say you're living in my space, does that mean your rentals have to be on that website or is that? Oh, is it- oh no, 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 no. I, I actually, no, I, I actually do all my um, transactions on a Facebook page. So yeah, no, oh, okay. it's, um, it's updated. It's current. It's yeah. We, we're using a fake. Yeah. So no, actually, but that's a good question. You know, when you're in my space, well, uh, you got to enter my Facebook if you want to live in my space. It, okay. It's sort of the way it goes, the way I like okay. to do it. Okay. Electronics. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course. No, that's a great, that is a great question. That'd be a great tool actually to use. Um, But you living in my space, you know, you're my baby in a way, you know, and I'm, I'm sheltering you. I'm clothing you. The one thing I'm not doing is feeding you. Um, But you know, I'm your daddy. So when you send in your checks, you actually send in those checks to your daddy and your daddy, when you don't, when he doesn't get the checks, he's worried. You know, it's not about the money. It's that your daddy's worried about you. And the agreement was that, you know, daddy takes care of this. Daddy takes care of that. And you just send daddy a little something to let daddy know you're there. And it needs to be there by the first of the month or else I worry about you. You know, so everyone's saying landlord, tenant, landlord, tenant, you know, like, ah, you know, the tenants form a union. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that. I like a tenant's union. Okay. But also realize, you know, would you, do you, you know, do you need a union against your daddy? No. I got to ask because I got two follow-ups. Okay. Maybe more. Of course. But, you know, you said you you shelter them, you clothe them. What is your clothing budget for the people that rent from you? Right, right. That's my first question. Of course, of course. Yeah, well, you know, I um, I, uh, 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 I'm not proud of this, but I am uh, concerned about the property values where my rental properties exist. So I do... Uh, request my tenants to kind of dress it up a little walking around the neighborhood. So um, you're going to, when you, when you um, sign a lease of mine, it's going to be a boilerplate lease from online, but there's also going to be a, um, you know, like uh, uh, from like commercials. Uh, if you're going to be on a, like a TV commercial, they, they ask for like a size chart and they ask you for all your sizes. You know, they ask you what's your hat size. You know, a lot of times <laughs> you don't know what your hat size is. You're not out there buying hats. I do. But you may not. Um, but I put it on there. And then, um, you know, I have all your sizes. And essentially, you know, look, I'm not like, you know, I'm your daddy. I'm not your mommy. Uh, and I don't mean to be gendered about that. But I'm not going to, like, futz about what you're wearing. I just want it to be nice. And, and you know, I, after looking at your sizes, I, I make a determination of the, you know, kind of, um, uh, you know, the, the kind of clothing that might, you know, clothing might work for you. Look, you got a big head. You're probably not going to get a hat. I'm sorry. Okay, unless there's a sale on like size 13 hats, like there are with shoes, like at Ross, then maybe, you know, but uh, so I'm going to look at that. I'm going to sort of see what uh, statement pieces and I'm going to send you, send, send them to you. You don't have to dress like I want you to dress, you know, but on special occasions, on holidays, you know, I do uh, like any good daddy. I do uh, expect you to look nice. So I'll give you a budget about, you know, um, about, you know, a, a $200 a year with what I charge in rent. Um, I give you $200 a year back uh, for a set of nice clothes, couple sets to wear on the holidays. You decide when those holidays are, you know, got a lot of people living in my houses. So, you know, yeah, so that, that's, thank you for asking. Yeah, I know it's non-traditional that I do that, but I, I care about the neighborhood. I care about the look of the things, you know, 
Um, so I don't uh, build a second story on any of my houses um, because it's, you know, I live in quaint little neighborhoods, you know, Levittown style neighborhoods, post-war, you know, you want to keep it the way it looks. Yes. Here comes follow-up number two, which is when you said your tenants were trying to unionize, is that why you said earlier, you know, there's a bunch of dancing, these dancing crabs are trying to start a union? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that is exactly why I said it. And that's part of the meditation, actually. You take things that are hard and you chew on them. You know when you take a good piece of gum and you chew on it, but you chew on it too hard and it becomes grainy. And then you start to swallow little bits of it and you think, you know, I got to throw this gum out. Why don't you watch that little movie in your mind in reverse now? You're putting some sandy ripped apart gum in your mouth and you're backwards chewing it until it's something solid that you can really sink your teeth into. That is exactly the meditation process that we use for dealing with information that's difficult. You know, you take it in, you let it sit in your mind, and you let it coalesce as if you were chewing it backwards. And that's the sort of physical movement that we make. And I know they can't see this, but I'll go ahead and show you. It's like, see that? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I, I, I saw it. I definitely did. Yeah. I'm glad you explained it before you did it. Yeah, I know, I yeah, know. Me too. me too. You you might your mouth is closed, you might not see it. But I am if you know what to look for, you can see I'm chewing in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're reminding me of a movie, you know, because of how you're treating your tenants and the and the daddy thing. You know, that movie Silver with um Sharon Stone and one of the bald <laughs> one of the bald oh, ones. Wait, 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 not Silver. Is it Silva? Silva? Sliver? Oh, right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I, Sliver, I think, right? Yeah, it's Sliver. That's a, that one had a UB40 song as the, as the theme song. It was, uh, it was uh, oh, brother. They had a UB40 song as a theme song, and it was a cover. Oh, yeah, I know that one. The Fallen in Love with You. Is it the cover song? Yes, I can't that's help it. falling in love. Which is an odd song because I think one of them was a sex pervert voyeur and the other one was Sharon Stone. Yeah, that's what Suresh reminded me of. Because I believe, I haven't seen that movie since, I believe, 1986 or whatever. But um, the film was about, I'm trying to take care of you. You live here. It's my responsibility to kind of take care of you. I can see just a, see, that makes sense now, sliver. I only can see a sliver of you through the holes that I've drilled in your home or whatever. But didn't that end with them being friends? Yeah, I, I think it did. You know, I think it did. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That's, wow. You really couldn't, have, uh, I couldn't no. have said it about myself. That's exactly. Oh, it didn't. It didn't, guys. I hate to be the bearer of bad news that I, boy, I hate being a downer, especially with you two uh, little positive patties. But I, it's, it's definitely not, that's not how it ends. I think somebody dies. I think, or the, or the Baldwin, the one Baldwin um, goes to jail or something. It's bad. He's he actually does bad things to that. You know, he's kind of uh, invading her privacy at every turn, and uh, you know, he's taping her and watching it later. He's actually some big sex pervert. Okay, okay, right, right. Yeah, I I can see how you could take it that way. That yes, absolutely. That's absolutely an interpretation of the movie, and I I, I see I see how you could cut, gather that. I mean, it it also has been around. 25, 30 years since I've seen it. Um, uh, I seem to remember it being closer to 
what what Pat said, but Mags, you're a brilliant person. I know you wouldn't mislead me. So, you know that, yes, I hear you. I think, I think everyone should look it up, but can't we say that about almost every film? It's about a pervert and it either works out or it doesn't. I mean, I, I, I could barely think of one film that isn't, well, look at this pervert. Look at this happy little pervert. You know, it's a stranger comes to town, or someone leaves town, or two strangers both come to town. Isn't that the three stories? Yes. Is Venturian Candidate about a pervert? Oh, yeah, because they pervert his head. They pervert his, um, you know, they, uh, I keep meaning to actually watch it the right movie yeah you know i i know that i know the one you talk yeah i I know manchurian candidate candidate and that one is about perversion because they are they're perverting the political system in order to have this um you know this uh manchurian to be the candidate you know um last time i checked you have to be born in the united states of america to be um the president here still if i recall and if you're born in manchuria well that's not here you know, there's somewhere else. And I think that if I remember the movie, if I'm remembering it, they, they, they get this Manchurian guy and they try to make him the president. And that one, someone dies. Yeah, that yeah. Thing. That's exactly. Thank you for saying that, because I yeah. thought, well, maybe I've never seen the movie because of the way people have looked at me when I've talked about it. But what you right. said is exactly, I think, the movie. And I may have seen it. Right. Yeah. That, but yeah, that's the one. And, 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 I, and Max, you hit it on the head. That is a, a perversion on the national scale. You know, that is a government, governmental perversion, you know, yeah. and look at, and who's the pervert in that one? You know, it's us because we're watching it. We're just watching it happen, you know? So, it, it, you know, I think it's fair to say with the movies, we're all kind of perverts. We're all looking through a sliver connected to a roll of film, you know, and they, and then they shoot it and they cut the little movie down and, and we go into the theater and we, we stick little, you know, kernels in our mouths uh, and popcorn and we watch it, you know, we are the, so we are the perverts in that one. So if the story doesn't contain a pervert, this, the film still does because we could also be considered the pervert because we're watching it. I mean, that's one way you could look at it. Now, I, that's obviously a problem. You know, am I going to call Patrick and his brothers perverts for watching you know, Operation Dumbo drop. Oh my, no, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna, you know, but, um, but why is everyone so concerned about how Dumbo drops? You know, is, is it sexual? I never well, saw it's that not, movie. Well, yeah, from what I recall, it's not supposed to be sexual, but you know, you're talking about a, a, a Dumbo's dropping and an operation, you know, I'm just, look, I'm, I'm, this is the part of meditation that, some people, um, and this is, see, this is why I don't think that you two ladies need to meditate, you know, because this is meditation, you know, it, it, with meditation, sometimes you're a little seal and you're just pushing a ball in the air just to see how it goes up off your nose, you know, but hey, you do that a couple times, you know, then you really need to ask these questions. You know what I'm saying? This is why you, you're you good the way you are, you know? I never hear yes. that. Yeah, and that is so nice. And I think the takeaway is look to your left, look to your right. If you don't see a pervert, you're the pervert. Right. <laughs> exactly. And if you do see a pervert, then, you know, you chose the wrong movie hall, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't yeah. even know if they have those anymore with the internet. But uh, The last you know. time I was in Pittsburgh, I walked past one. Oh, you did? 
Yeah, I did. I walked past a, a, a an adults only theater. Oh and my I gosh! Know, I know some celebrities have, have been caught red handed, <laughs> literally here there. Um, right. But I don't know. Maybe now you know. Who knows what what businesses are surviving? What do you think? Is it something like? Can I just come out and say it? Are you a sugar daddy? And that's how you know because it's, you know you said a lot of daddy stuff and you said the dog <laughs> whistle and you knew that stuff. And no judgments here. We love you. We love you no matter what. But you got all this income property. Is it? Is there truth to what I'm guessing here? No all right. pressure. Um, you, look, um, you're not St. Peter's or anything. You might sis. You might you know adopted sisters, if you will. <laughs> Uh, I am a sugar daddy. Um, I, uh, I downloaded this application on my phone, um, Instagram that all the, um, younger people are using. And I, well, I, I found, um, a profile where they were looking for a sugar daddy and I responded and they responded back. And so it's long distance. Okay. So it's not like I'm, touching anybody or doing anything, you know, but I am sending, um, well, I, I send a monthly check. Um, and in exchange, I get, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, zoom meetings where we talk about stuff. Um, I, I won't go into, I won't go into detail about what those are. Those are kind of personal, but let's just say that there is a nurturing a- aspect to those. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. You know, it's, it's, Hey, look, it's nothing untoward or anything, but yes, uh, the, there's a certain amount of my monthly income that does not go to the sliding stale, uh, repayment plan. I have worked out, um, with the, uh, well, with the government, uh, and that, does go to my um well my sugar baby it goes to my sugar baby in tucson arizona oh in tucson all right and does this sugar baby have a name well um no i'll say it i'll say it she's not listening she's not listening she's (laughs) she's definitely not listening is she too young to listen is she like 27 she wouldn't listen to this we um well i didn't look i didn't want to insult my two friends here okay it's not about you okay It's just when you're in PA school to be a physician's assistant, you don't get a lot of time. So, you know, she might listen to what you're saying, you know, Uh, I mean, she might listen to your podcast, but it's not about age. It's about time, but also it is a little bit about age. Amanda is her name. Amanda. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. And also, you know, most people aren't listening to this and I think that's okay too. Yeah, you know, that's, I think, absolutely. I think that's definitely okay. You know, could you imagine how much pressure it would be if everybody listened to you all the time? I don't have that problem at all. Nope. Oh, okay. (laughs) I could, I, I, I wouldn't, if I ran out right now and yelled fire, people would roll their eyes if Uh, they heard it, even. They heard it. Because they, you know, because, we, we talk about this all the time, you know, women of a certain age, they just get ignored. You know, we could stand out on the street, you know, stock naked, screaming fire. And somebody would be like, oh, what's that, a bird? Shut up. You know, I would imagine right. they'd hit me with that car to put me out of my misery. Oh, this nude, too. This nude husk screaming, someone end it, you know. Go back to the boat one, Pat. Go back to the boat with the men. That's so much more fun. It and is. better for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You, Emotional. You know I, I would hear you if you screamed fire. I would hear you. I would definitely hear you, you know, and, and I, I, you know, I uh, love the two of you so much. And I feel like by mentioning Amanda that I've sort of placed myself in, um, well, in a grouping of men that 
um, perform a certain way with certain predilections. But I just want you to both to know that if either of you scream fire, you know, I'd be the first one to scream water. Oh, my God. That is that's something I want on a pillow. Great. Oh, I'll have Amanda yes. stitch it for you. She's a brilliant. Um, does she do those stitcher. cross stitches? She she does. You know, she's one of those people in class like, you know, she, she's got to keep her hands moving at all times, which for me is difficult. You know, I come from a like, look at me in the face and talk to me. But a lot of times on a Zoom meetings, you know, she'll just be knitting. And I'm like, you know, what am I, you know, um, chop liver? And like, you know, she says, no, I'm listening, but this is how I process. And I really respect that. You know, um, if you got to keep your hands moving, then I think it's more honest to keep them moving than actually to, you know, keep them still and just be off somewhere in La La Land. You know, do you feel like you're being heard? No. No, I don't feel like I'm being heard at all. I don't think she's listening. I think she's thinking about dosages and I think she's thinking about, you know, um, conditions. Look, the, the, the toughest part about being a sugar daddy is, is that you, you're going to be outgrown, you know, you sort of work for a certain, you know, it's a, you know, it's a fling for everyone, you know, you, you're there to kind of pay the bills, but, you know, if, if, if you're interested in a person of a certain level of ambition, like me, the bills are going to get paid. And then what do you have? Have you, know? you thought about, have you thought about like, um, negging her or, um, dissuading her from improving herself, like getting her to drop out of school? Cause I think you'd be able to hang on to her longer. And when I hear yeah. myself say it out loud, yeah, it's, it's not good. It's cruel, but, um, no. but just to delay it, you know, a little bit. Right. You know, I, that, um, you know, I think that's what a normal sugar daddy would do, but it's sort of what my own, um, father did to me. So it's not, you know, um, for, on a personal level, it's not something that I'm interested in the, you know, uh, the, uh manipulation in, in that yeah. sort of way. But yeah, I suppose you, you certainly could, you know, I, I'm, I'm like more of a moral, sugar daddy you know i'm a, i'm a sugar father you know i'm 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 interested in paying your bills um but i want you to do well you know and, and, and in that sense maybe i want you to outgrow me you know what i mean i'm just here temporarily yeah. you know get to a place yeah. where you never call and i'm worried about you and i take an ad out in your local paper you know just uh that that kind of thing yeah you know maybe, maybe that's part of, and in a sense you know i'm 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 a whip i'm whipping boy you know i'm whipping myself you know it's torture for me but it's sort of the way I move around, move through the world, you know, and it's probably why I'm yelling at people um, with <laughs> blood pressure cuffs, you know, <laughs> that's probably why. I mean, honestly, it wasn't bad even about you. It's just look at what's on my plate, you know. Most of the time, it's not about hurt people, hurt people, you know. Right. And I think, I think, um, Pat, just want to just want to circle back real quick. Remember how we talked about how we think that's what Ron did to you was all that negging and how it definitely worked. And we need to go, we need to move away from that because that is bad. And that was hurtful. And that kept you under Ron's thumb for a long time. And, but I want to say, you know, Suresh, you're doing the right thing. You, you're being Ugh. a more upstanding moral guy about this, which it cannot be said for all the sugar daddies out there. You know, thank you for saying that. I, you know, I know the two of you understand this, but I'm somebody's uncle, you know, I'm somebody's parents, brother, and they're looking to me Mm -hmm. in select times when they can see my behavior Mm -hmm. for, as an example, you know, and look, I'm not, uh, I was kicked out of the boy scouts at tiger cubs. So I'm not a boy scout, you know, 
um, I'm a human being, but there's, but you can be a human being and, and have faults, but, but sort of still uh, try, try to make them right and try to move in the right way. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you, you might not be for everybody, but at the end of the day, you got to be for yourself. And it turns out that's harder to do than being something for someone else. Yeah. Oh my God. The wisdom that's coming out of you today. What do you work at Ethan Allen? <laughs> Holy cow! Before we get into your um, nieces and nephews, because I I, yeah. I definitely want to talk about that because you're one of the good ones. You're one of the good yeah, ones. Oh, that's so nice. That's so kind. Thank you. That's not nice. It's kind. Thank you. And I say this with no judgment, but um um but but having this relationship with this young lady um where it feels like you're not being uh, heard and you're not maybe getting out of it emotionally what you'd like to. Have you given up on just regular women closer to your own age? And by the way, I again, I feel seen because there's plenty of times I feel like giving up on myself. I'll get up in the morning, I'll look, and I'm like, what has transpired in the night? Um, I understand that. <laughs> So what, how did you get to being a sugar daddy? And, and again, I, you know, I love you and I love that we get challenged by all of our friends uh, to think about the world differently. What inspired you to start sugar daddying? Right. Well, you know, um, I'll go back to the first t- time that we all met each other, you know, um, you know, so I, en- I ended up going on that date um, and, you know, it was with, uh, you know, um, uh, it was with another widow and, um, you know, uh, it was ba- and it was bad. <laughs> it was not a good date, you know. Um, wait, and- wait. Can I ask? When you say it was with another widow, had you been dating a bunch of widows right now? Oh no, no. I mean, uh, in in addition to my like the widow count in the room, in addition to me was two. So there were two widows in the room. So it was another okay. wit, another wi- another. Wi- so uh, a widower and a widow. That, that's right. Yeah, actually, you're right. So actually, so yes, you're right. The widow count would have been one, and the widower count would have been one. One. So it was so a one to one ratio of widower to widow. Absolutely. Which normally, which w- would work, right? There's mm-hmm. like no normally what you, you'd have, but I feel like you know I already have a partner my own age. She's just no longer with us right now. So to sort of move on to be, you know, across from somebody who, um, shares my era of, you know, music and that kind of thing sort of feels like, um, it sort of feels off limits to me. And that's, um, not a healthy way to move through your life. I understand that, you know, but how romantic is that? Oh my God. (laughs) I can't even find one good love story. You had a good love story. And then God forbid it left you too soon, but you still, but it's still being told in your heart. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's being told in my heart and you know, yes. And, and that's free of charge. You know, there's no, um, you know, there are no fees, uh, room or board associated with those memories. So what am I going to do with all this money? What am I going to do with it? You know, are you ever, are you ever worried that your wife, God bless her soul is a ghost and she can see this and she's going to push you down (laughs) or, or, you know, like, um, like haunt you or like, um, and I don't mean to push you in your head because it's obvious how much you love her still to this day. And I'm sure she can feel that, but she also might feel grossed out. Right. Well, you know, uh, in that case, I mean, uh, and I don't mean to be dark here and this is going to be dark, but I'm giving you permission to enjoy it a little. I, I wish you'd hurry the F up, <laughs> you know, push me, push me, you know, yeah, because you know what happens after I fall, I go right back. So, 
you know, um, I don't want to disappoint her, but also, you know, if she's going to pu- push me off a ledge, you know, how high, you know, <laughs> and, to, and, uh, you know, um, do you want me to take the stairs? Cause I've been doing a lot of cardio and I could probably make it up there pretty quickly, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that, that's my honest to, to God sort of f- feeling about it. Yeah. So if you know this in your heart and you can't wait to get back to a, and, but th- you know, stay around, we want you around forever. Don't do anything foolish. Uh, you know, but if, if, if you know in your heart that, uh, this is something that your wife wouldn't approve of, and, you know, Amanda's not really paying you the attention that you deserve or need, and it's costing you money. It's like, you know, three strikes. What, what's keeping you? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you, boy, when you put it like that, um, you're absolutely right. Um, and, and, you know, maybe one part of what's keep keeping me there is what's keeping us all here. You know, I'm stuck in this room. I can't go anywhere. You know, uh, uh, it's like, you know, talking with you two is such a gift, but I, I don't have a lot of people in my life right now. Maybe it's, it's also sort of in regards to the date, a kind of a slim pickings, you know, I know, believe me, I know about slim pickings. Believe me, I've always known. But here's what I will say about you before again, we got to get to your niece and nephews, we got to we got to hear about but right. Before we do that, I just want you to know you are loved, you are kind, your heart is pure. And yeah, you got a little temper sometimes when you you know, when it flares up, that's fine. Right. You know, whatever. You're only human. I would also like to say, maybe try yelling at her. Maybe she'd really respond. You know, the next right. time you're on a Zoom what? and she's. Oh, oh, got it. Got it. Well, I don't know. Try throwing it around a little bit. Yell right. at you. That's like. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then also, Amanda, you know, look, I, I you're a kind person. But maybe, you know, it really got my attention when you said, what the fuck are you doing? You're going to break it. <laughs> Get off of there, you two idiots. And I really perked up. But I mean, that does it for me. And I don't know if it's going to do it for everybody. Yeah, right. It didn't no, do it I, for me because I wanted to fight you real bad. But but yeah, but yeah. Right. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, and, and yes, I hear you both. I absolutely hear you both. And maybe, you know, underneath it all, that's where I'm really at. You know, maybe I do want to yell at something. Yeah, I, I think. Wow. I, I Pat, I, I, I really love that. Thank you for that. And, and you too. I, that day. I'm so grateful for that day when I met the two of you. You know, I'm so I, I'm so lucky, you know, is, is what God honest truth is. That's how we feel. I know that's how we feel. We, we, we just love you so much. Now, uh, before we forget, you know, take us to your happy place. Take us to your oh. nieces and nephews. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I well, I got I have five. Uh, I have uh, uh, three boys and two girls. I don't know what it is with people nowadays. You know, I, I know there are some people that have, uh, um, you know, like they have families of brothers and sisters. But somehow, you know, my 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 sister had uh, two girls and my brother had three boys, you know, oh. um, which I, I don't know what that's about. Uh, something in the water, I guess. But uh, I have five of them. Patrick is the oldest, um, oldest boy. And then uh, it sort of goes like like sort of ping pongs back and forth. So like. Um, Patrick is, uh, you know, my brother's oldest, then 
you go over and there's Vani, who's um, my my sister's oldest, and then you 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 bounce back to my brother and and his middle um, uh, George, uh, you know. Then you bounce back, and the youngest um, of of my um, of my sister is Baki. And then you go back, and to my brother, um, the youngest is JT. I wow, you know, I having that many nieces and nephews. I think obviously is the greatest blessing. Yes. And, and you know, we really did connect over your love for your nieces and your nephews. And yes. I have to say, you just have this amazing energy. You have this amazing <laughs> childlike wonder, honestly, like the joy that comes out of you. How would you say, you know, a lot of times people are tuning in here a little bit to hear advice because they may be right. an aunt or an uncle or, or they may want to be one day. And mm-hmm. There's something very special about you, Thrash, but there's also, what What would you give advice? What would you say that people could do or what's helped you be a better uncle? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's like, okay, here's, here's my advice. You know, you think of a, a, a pie uh, chart, you know, a pie chart with kind of different sections, you know, and like you look I at like some pie chart. I like to it as a pizza. I just want to say that I've always, <laughs> it's fine, but I like to look at it as a pizza. You know, I like that. My blood sugar w- likes that too. Um, cause pizza, well, some pizza I can eat. I can eat more pizza than I can eat pie. Yes, uh, that's the beauty of it. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Yes. And I would say, you know, it's like a pizza, right? And each slice is enjoyed individually in, in one sitting, you know, or each portion of slices. And sometimes when you, you're, you know, if you're someone's, you know, daddy, <laughs> uh, you're going to want to, you, you, your whole pie is showing at one time. You know, but when you're an uh, aunt or an uncle, it's only part of the pie that's showing. So, you you know, you don't have to be everything to them, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But the times you do get to be with them, you got to focus it like a beam. You know, you're uh, the other adult that they get to know besides their parents. Do they know anything about either your building management or your sugar daddying? They don't. They do not know about that stuff. That's a different, see that, and that's exactly what I'm saying. That's a different part of a pie. For, for me, it's like, ah, he's Uncle Suresh. <laughs> he likes Sierra Mist, you know? You the do guy. like Sierra Mist. You, I do. That's the thing. You had, a, you had a couple of two liters of Sierra Mist in your hands when you were screaming at Pat. And yeah. I believe that's one of the things that I yelled at you. And I said, who right. likes Sierra Mist, you loser? You and did. You, you gave you... it right back. <laughs> he did. I did. I did. I absolutely did. I mean, you know, they were having a, a, a four for five sale. So uh, and, you know, it doesn't go bad. So, you know, I just thought I would take a lot. And I'll be honest with you. Another reason. Look, they, we are such like multifaceted people. Another reason I was probably yelling at you is because I didn't get a, a, a damn con. You know, I was holding all those bottles and that, you know, even for a, you know, burly guy like me, <laughs> that gets a little heavy after a while. Uh, so, yeah. you know. Pat, that also might have been, I mean, again, I'm glad it was a good outcome. I'm glad it was a good outcome, but that might have also been part of my ire that day was the, um, yeah, I, was, I, I had all those two liters. And I was actually, go, you know, I, those two liters I kept in my car. I actually shared them with my nephews and my nieces, you know, so that's a direct connection. Yeah, like I said, I'm Sierra, you know, Sierra Mist guy. I've been drinking Sierra Mist around them since they were born. So that's how they know me. There's no part of you that thinks... I'm going to grab a Sprite. Oh, no, no way. That's not my drink. That's Denise's and she's not with us anymore. So for me, it's oh. only Sierra Mists. You know, that was Denise's drink. That's the thing, you know. Yeah. When we, um, 
yeah, we, 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 we met in college and people were like, oh, they're so similar, but they're different. Oh, he's Sierra Mist. Oh, she's this, you know, Kenan Sprite. So that sort of um, was our bond. Uh, and so, no, I, I exclusively drink Sierra Mist and all the other Pepsi products. Now, I'm the opposite. See, see I'm a Coca-Cola. Uh, okay. So, but the thing about you is that you didn't change, you know, what is the saying? The reed doesn't bend to the wind or uh, <laughs> the wind, the wind doesn't bend to the reed. One of them doesn't bend and the, and the right. other one does and, and or tries to make it or something you understand. And, but you, but that's not you or it is. I can't remember. Uh, right. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. If, if I remember correctly, that's absolutely right. Does anyone know where you can get squirt? You know, I, 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 would, I would give anything. I haven't thought about squirt in probably 22 years. And you guys are talking about ceramics. And I thought, gosh, I could really go for a squirt. Oh, my gosh. That's grapefruit, right? I definitely don't know. But it okay. sounds so good. So good. <laughs> oh, hey, do yeah. me a favor, Pat. Don't say that around Jeremy, okay? That I could go for a squirt? Yeah, don't say that around Jeremy. Oh, I gotcha. Oh, okay, right. That's a sex thing, Pat. <laughs> what do you mean? How does it work? What happens? I'll, I'll tell you about it offline. It's a sex thing. Oh. Yeah, well, well uh, loop me in on that three-way call. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you offline, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'd like to know, too. Um, so, you know, uh, we always have a problem with um, uncles who veer wildly into funkal energy and you don't even right. though you're fun you are a fun person and the kids love you is there anything specifically you'd say that you do they know you like i love this analogy by the way of i'm just one slice of pizza like i don't have to be the whole pie and i think that's wonderful uh is there anything else that you say you do with your nieces and your nephews that you think has endeared yourself to them you know mags and i have talked before about you know i'll have no one to bathe me when i'm old because i don't have kids and my nieces and nephews are averse to it i feel like your kids would soap you up oh my oh, god no. they got you in the tub the scrub-a-dub-dub loofah exfoliating the whole thing how does that You'd- happen Okay, well, you know, first off, that that would be very, um, yeah, that, that would make me nervous too. I'd feel very exposed uh, <laughs> with my nieces and nephews. But you know, I go over and I actually, um, I help them with their homework. Uh, I find that that's the that's the best, you know, um, because that's something you know that is um, ne- never going to go away. You know, I uh, I I don't think that either you're going to put me in a locker or a, or a trash can. But I liked homework. Um, I liked working on my stuff after school you know at home so I don't mind it you know and it's uh my gosh I you know I feel like I'm gonna say this and 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 there's gonna be some teenagers that are gonna try to teepee me try to cover me in toilet paper when I say that uh, homework was fun you know you know and I guess that's another piece of the pizza right I I that two things uh Sierra Squirt and I mean Sierra Mist I'm sorry there see there I am now you got me thinking about Squirt see we all we are all perverts. Um, but yeah, you know, Sierra Mist and the homework. And I, I often mix the two. And that's the thing. You can mix them. With that one, you can mix them because they go together, you know? You're not going to keep, it's not going to keep you up because there's no caffeine in Sierra Mist. Exactly. See, it's a, yeah, it's the perfect homework drink. I mean, because, you know, you like, uh, you know, Amanda's always saying, you know, like, I, I, I drink coffee and then I got to study and then I get a coffee crash. You know, um, if you're drinking Sierra Mist, uh, there's no crash. Right. It's just, uh, you know, when you say it, I, I would never drink Sierra Mist uh, ever. But when okay, you say it, okay. it, it actually brings me, uh, you know, makes the sense to me when I hear you say it. Right. Again, wouldn't let it cross my lips. But you 
it's perfect for you because it's sweet and it's gentle and it, it, it does what it needs to do for those who need it. And I think that's you in a nutshell. Oh, so beautifully said that, that, that is, you know, I would have to agree with that. The bubbles in that drink just hit me in a certain way. And I oh, love yeah. it. That's another way you like it. You're effervescent. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, there's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, can I Venmo you $5? <laughs> it's a $5 word. word. Yeah, ever, 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 that's a good one. I think you said convalesce earlier, so I'll get we'll, we'll Venmo each other five bucks. Okay, 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 yeah, I'll request that you request it for me and then we'll pay each other. That sounds like a plan. Pat's not allowed to be on Venmo because the niece and nephew had the they had a password, so they were paying themselves from a Venmo. So, Pat, I'll write you a check for five bucks, okay? All right, and I, I, I want to say I'm so inspired by you doing the homework with the kids and um, you know, the kids had me one time. Um, they said, "Would Aunt Pat, would you come over and help us with our homework?" And um, it was a take home standardized test that I didn't oh know, and I won. I, you know, they got in trouble because they weren't supposed to, you know, obviously have anyone else take it. And two, they failed. I thought, well, you didn't have to tell me the second part, you know. And I said, you didn't give me a lot of time. I felt like I was being watched, you know, the whole thing. So, right. so I give you, it's brave of you to help them with their homework because now I'm, t- I'm, I was afraid of standardized testing before, and now it's, you know, right. I mean, that that is on them, absolutely. You know, what about get, holding you to some standard? You know, what standard are they holding you to with that ask? I would say that's a pretty large ask from them. I agree. I agree with you. It's a, you know what that is? That's a a dancing crab. That's what that is. (laughs) It'll dance all over you if you're not careful, you know? Uh So there's that, there's that angle of it too. Yeah. And, and you've seen angles we don't want to see of those. Now, I just want to say, I think we're running out of time here. So I think uh, we got a letter in the mailbag. This, the subject of it is advice for new ants. It's from Kendall, a sweet little Kendall who introduced us to the phrase nibblings for gender nonconforming nieces, nephews, nibblings. So here is what the email says. Dearest Auntie Mags and Aunt Pat, how do I make a good first impression as an aunt? I'm called an aunt by my significant other's nibblings, but I have never had a nibbling on my side of the family until today. My brother and his partner just announced that I will soon be a fully fledged aunt and I don't know where to begin. How do I make a good first impression and continue to be the best aunt I can be? Thank you for your help and for making the best podcast in the world. Oh my God. Somebody is listening and it's Kendall and she said it was the best one. And you're so sweet, Kendall. We love you so much. Oh God. All right, somebody else answer this first because it really got me. You know, I could take this one. You know, the thing is, you got to be able to uh, meet your, 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 your nibblings, was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I like that. It sounds so sweet, like you want to eat them up. I'm going to yep. eat up yeah. all my nibblings. Yeah. <laughs> right, That's and so part of the time, I, they're just so darn cute, especially when they're first born. You know, which is, here's the thing, that's, that's going to be the first time you meet them. I'm going to tell you a true story that happened, um, you know, with, uh, with one of my nibblings. Um, you know, so we were taking these photographs, you know, new, newborn photographs. And, um, you know, they try to get the, the, you know, they try to get the baby to smile, you know, but the baby's not going to smile. So what I did, for example, in that moment, you know, there was some, you know, uh, this, this particular, um, my niece was a, f- a formula baby. She was drinking formula at the time. So 
you know, she's crying. The photographer doesn't know what to do. You know, the family's sort of awkward. So I just went over and I drank the formula. I just drank it right then and there. And the thing is, you know, they're not expecting that. And suddenly <laughs> my, my nibbling's uh, attention goes, whoop, snap, photograph, flash. You know, she's saying, what is he doing drinking that? So you got to be surprising. And you got to be surprising in a way that um, meets them where they are, you know, and that's going to look different. You know, do not be drinking formula with a 15 year old. OK, <laughs> that's not going to go well for you. But, you know, with a five month old, it's going to be like, what? What are they doing? You know, so it's attention grabbing, I guess. Yeah. I wish people could see your face when you say whoop. I feel right. like they could hear, they could almost hear what it sounds like, but it's right. so cute. It's so charming and so cute. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I was just going to say, if you're listening to this podcast, go on the Google, find a video of a surprised baby and play back the portion where I went, whoop, right when the baby is surprised. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And you know how to use it online. You got here to this podcast. So sorry, just wanted to throw that out there. That no, you that's could great. see that in real that's time. That's great advice. That's something we don't do enough, which is yeah. a, a, an audio visual component to this. I guess my advice, Kendall, uh, would be for you to um, bond with them as quick as possible. Imprint, you know, it's all about imprinting. You know, when Josie was born, my sister had a C-section and she was hurting and stuff. I stayed overnight in the hotel room and Josie spent the first night of a life just asleep right here on my chest, right over my heart. And uh, that's a true story. And it could make me cry if we're, if we're trying to get there, I could get there pretty quickly. But uh, Josie spent the first night of her life just asleep on my chest. And she is, um, she's my best friend in the world. And I, I, you and Pat, it's the two of them. And, uh, you know, it's uh, Gianna, I I just made sure, uh, you know, when Gianna, Frankie and Dominic were born, I made sure that I was there immediately. And then I gave them time to imprint on me. Because it's a competition, first and foremost, being an aunt, a lot of people won't admit it, being an aunt's a competition. And you want to win. You want to be there first. You want to be the one that they turn to. You want to be the one that they call when something's going wrong, God forbid. I always tell my nieces and nephews and nibblings, if you're going to be, listen, God forbid you go to jail, you better call me. If I'm not your first phone call, then none of this has mattered. But it might, yeah, make a good impression. Yeah, that's good advice. Imprint. And mine would be to let them know as soon as they understand language that their parents will tell lies about you and you can't believe everything that they say. And if you get told something weird about your Aunt Pat or, you you know, your Aunt Candle, uh, make sure that they know that the parents aren't to be trusted. You can love them all you want, but take everything they say with a grain of of sand or salt or whatever. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt or sand. But the thing is, this feels extra personal to you right now because of the necrophilia thing. Uh, but that is still good advice. Suresh, you might not know. Carolyn is telling, uh, you know, Jeremy and Tina that their Aunt Pat is a necrophiliac because she said it by accident. She meant insomniac and she just went with it. Oh, my now, gosh. We're dealing with, yeah, we're dealing with, um, it, would subterfuge be the right word? It seems like. I don't know what that word, that was a word of the day and I forgot the definition, but it seems like it would maybe be that. Right. Oh my gosh. That's, and that's the thing. Once they start running with it, good luck. Yeah. They're so thrilled. They're running with it. Like to the Olympics is how much they've (laughs) run with it. Yes. And Jeremy makes his memes, you know, and so we're still, we're still bouncing back from the bullfrog. 
meme, right? Right. But, uh-huh. And that's why I said, don't let him know that you could you you could use a squirt, whatever you said before. Don't right. let him know that because that'll be. I really meme. could though. God, if anyone has squirt, that could send me. <sighs> You, uh, you know, I if I find any, I'll send it over, Pat. I, I would love to send you. I would love to send you some squirt. I feel like I'm hurting for a squirting. <laughs> well, I'm going to squirt you, so you know, be prepared. I will. I'll be waiting right by the door, right by uh-huh. the window next to my door, looking for my squirting. Well, I hope, Kendall, that uh, you took something away from that advice. You know, uh, and I wish we all wish you a lot of luck, boy. That's an exciting time. That's a really exciting time. Yeah, yeah. Kendall and Kelly, they're going to be great. They're just going to be so good, and they got a cute little dog named Ollie. Oh, so cute. Well, as always, this is uh, a mantra from Carol Doyle, and uh, this week, and may I say, I just want to say, you know, we we watched the inauguration, and there was a lot of talk about the poet laureate being amazing. And she was, she was absolutely amazing. If this show had a poet laureate, it would be Carol Doyle. And we don't, but we have Carol and that's the best. And the mantra this week is your aunt is your best friend. Don't argue the point. And boy, does that just tie right into what we have been discussing this entire time, right? If you can't look at your aunt right in the butthole and say, you're my best friend, then you're doing it wrong. Or if you faint and then you come to and you see another butthole and you don't react, you're doing it right. Because you're telling your aunt, there's nothing you can show me that's going to make me faint twice. I like that. I'd put that on a bumper sticker. If it was, if, if you could fit it on a bumper sticker in a way that it would be visible to the other cars, that it would be big enough for them to see it, it would maybe have to be a longer bumper sticker. I'd put it on there and I'd put it on my car. Oh, thank you so much. I'm going to sell it at Pancho Villa. I'll send you one. Genuinely, an absolute joy to connect with you. And I wish you so much luck with your um, your baby, uh, your sugar baby. Uh, Suresh, and I mean that. It's not something I would normally say, but you're the kind of kind person who can handle it and knows what they're doing. Well, that means a lot. And thank you both. Um, it was such a, a joy to be here. And anytime I get to spend the two of, with the two of you is amazing. So I, 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 I hope I get to see you again soon, you know? We love you. We're so glad you joined us. Uh, I love you, Suresh. Love I you, love Cash. you too. Oh, love you guys. Yeah, I love you, Suresh. And I, I love you, Megs. And um, we'll, we'll reconnect soon. All right. Thank you for listening to Those Who Ant to Baby Makers podcast starring Colleen Doyle as your aunt's bad and Dana Garcioli as your auntie Megs. If you liked this podcast, feel free to subscribe, rate, and review us. Uncle Suresh is the absolute angel of comedy, Neil Dundade. Neil's improv show Dinkleberries can be found on the Pack Theater Twitch channel Monday nights at 9 p.m. Pacific time. He also teaches classes with the Pack, and you can learn more at packtheater.com. Our theme song was performed by The Cues, and you can follow them at The Cues Music on Instagram. Follow Those Who Ant on Instagram and Twitter. And if you have any questions for the ants, as always, email us at thosewhoant at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy, wear a mask, and for God's sakes, call your rant.